Kia ora. Welcome to Eastern Sound Stories, brought to you by Radioactive.fm and Eastern Sound Collective, an audio series where we talk about songs produced by Asian artists working in Aotearoa today. In this episode, we talk to Singapore-born Kiwi double bassist and composer Umar Zakaria. Based in Te Whanganui Atara, Umar has performed across Europe, Asia and the USA. His music unites diverse musical traditions to inspire communication and cooperation across cultural boundaries. In 2018, he received the Tui Award for Best Jazz Artist by Recorded Music NZ. We talked to him about his song Asli from his album Fearless Music. So I wrote this song in, uh, I think, in 2016. And I was learning back then uh, about the traditional rhythms uh, of Malay music. Um, And one of those uh, traditional rhythms was called Asli. Uh, And Asli is a word that means uh, origin. And I thought it was a really interesting sort of double meaning almost because it gave me an opportunity to uh, write a song that explored the sort of the feeling and the and the rhythm of the Asli genre, but also to sort of express and explore my feelings about the idea of like what what's my origin, or am I connected to the origin of this music? You know, uh, at that time I was trying to figure out what it means to be a Malay jazz musician and and now I'm 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 in I'm in living in New Zealand now I'm thinking what does it mean to be sort of like a Malay New Zealander or, or, or a New Zealand Malay person, you know? This song has a certain avenue for feelings of rage and grief and frustration. It starts with a melancholy feeling, uh, and then it it sort of leaves some space to let that expand and and go further until it develops into this sort of like powerful uh, emotional wash. And uh, I think one of the things about my, the way that I like to make music is is to sort of create space for these feelings that. Um, we might not always have space to fully explore or experience in real life, you know, like uh, I obviously don't want, don't want to spend all of my life just like uh, feeling rage and grief and, and all of those things. But while we're playing the song, it's something that we have some space to acknowledge. Uh, and that's part of the song. One of the things that is interesting about living in New Zealand is that you can sort of see the efforts that have been made to protect Maori culture uh, and how uh, how that has played out over the years and how the dialogue about Indigenous people has a certain shape and a certain tone, a certain uh, flavour of respect here. You know, there's an article in the in the Singapore Constitution uh, that states that uh, Malay people are the indigenous people of Singapore. 
but obviously the dialogue about um, indigenous people in Singapore has a very different flavor, a very different tone and a very different volume. Uh, it's something that living in New Zealand, I think a lot about uh, or the question of what it like what it means and and how it should affect me or how it maybe it doesn't have to affect me or or like what what does it mean uh if i'm indigenous to singapore like does it have any meaning or i i think about like how different it would be if the way that we talked about uh malay people in being indigenous in singapore was the way we talked about maori people being indigenous to aotearoa the song isn't explicitly about any one thing, but these are sort of the threads that I let it uh, get involved with. Now, especially because, you know, jazz is a very, like, uh, in-the-moment uh, and uh, kind of music, and every performance is completely different. So <clears throat> we've had several performances of the song with my group, and uh, these are some of the things uh, that we sort of allow ourselves to uh, explore and experience and acknowledge and think about what we're playing. Uh, but it's not just that, you know, I mean, the song continues to grow. And I, I played it to my to my mom once, and uh, she said it's, it reminded her of, like, old films, old Malaysian films where she specifically talk, talked about, like, the image of like a man riding a canoe up a river. Oh, wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And so sometimes that's what it's about instead. When I was a kid, I was mainly surrounded by um, the music that my parents liked, Mm -hmm. uh, which was like the golden oldies radio station in Singapore. And uh, awesome. some of the c- CDs that my parents had, like my dad had uh, The Dire Straits and The Scorpions. And my mom had Barry Manilow uh, and the guy called Roger Whitaker. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really into music, uh, but we had this one CD of uh, Hari Raya songs for Adolf Hitler. Okay. That it was the same CD we played every single year. <laughs> and I, by the time I'd heard, you know, by the time I was like 10 or 11, I had heard that all the songs on that CD like a hundred times. <laughs> when I first started, and I think it's still true kind of now, like exploring like what the sound of Malay music is, that's like a really strong reference point for me. You know, the next big step for me was closer to 2015 or so. Uh, We went back to Singapore to visit family, and I had a free day, so I snuck off to find um, a a Malay CD store, and I asked them if they could tell me anything about Malay traditional music. Uh, And so they had a little VCD that they put on, and they showed me a video, and they, you know, explained all the instruments and stuff, and they told me what CDs I should get. And then the next day, uh, I got almost every CD that they asked me to get, and I brought it all home, and I just listened to them back to back to back to back 
and try to sort of increase my my reference point, I guess, to 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 expand my reference point. That was the first big step since that old CD, and since then, you know, I've had the fortune to travel to Singapore sometimes and meet up with musicians and hang out with them and learn from them in person, um, and that's been really cool as well. I also watched something recently. Um, it was the art stories in Aotearoa, and I watched that and I thought, how brilliant um, to have this platform and it's been put out there in, in video and it celebrates, you know, fine arts, multimedia, music, dance, theatre, design. Um, we're really moving places, aren't we? And, you know, what I liked at the end there was um, a little a statement sort of a thing you said. Now that the project is complete, it feels great to know that people will get to know my story and that, in a sense, we can become closer even if we haven't met. It was part of an interview and they asked me an interview question and I just tried to answer honestly how I felt about... I think it was asking me like what I hope people would get out of it and mm. that is, that's just sort of what I hope people would get out of it. But what you said about, you know, that, that we're really moving now, it's like... If you ask me, like, we've never stopped moving, right? Like, we were moving when we got here and when the people who came before us got here uh, or got wherever they were. And so uh, the awesome thing about a program like Art Stories in Aotearoa is that uh, it brings attention to the the moves that we've made and, and the things that we've been doing. Um, it helps people realize, you know, we haven't just been sitting around. We have been moving. I feel like you're at your peak of everything, but you probably feel like you've been like that for years, you know? Oh, uh, no, no. It's a, it's, a, it's a climb, you know? It's a, yeah, it's a climb. But, you know, when, when things are going good, you open the window and you let people see.
Eastern Sound Stories was brought to you by Eastern Sound Collective and Radioactive.fm and made with the support of NZ On Air Music.